Hello everyone, and welcome back to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Paul Martinez, and we're here to talk, as usual, with some Lucha Underground, but as well, we're going to talk extensively about New Japan Pro Wrestling's Invasion Attack 2016, an incredible show, extremely newsworthy on many fronts. Uh, and we're going to get into that. That's going to be the main event tonight. Uh, we're going to warm up with Lucha Underground, which was a good show in itself. But uh, as I say, I always try to think the better show goes last. And definitely this New Japan show was amazing. But uh, let's start off with a solid uh, Lucha Underground show. This is episode 212 of Lucha Underground, entitled Threes a Crowd. Uh, the show opens with Johnny Mundo, Taya and Cage in Dario's office. Dario says he wants the most unique trios teams in this tournament of his. Mundo quickly realizes that Dario wants the three of them as a team. But Cage uh, instead uh, <laughs> Cage instead says, well, how about instead I just fight Johnny? And Dario hilariously rolls his eyes at him and says, no, he likes his idea better. He tries to introduce himself to Taya, but she seems unimpressed. Um, then he explains how last year, Son of Havoc, Angelico, and Ivelisse hated each other, and they won the tournament. So he says, you know, work together and get the one thing that has eluded them, Lucha Underground Gold. So Cage starts to throw out that stupid tagline of his, and Dario cuts him off and says, You're a machine, we know. Uh, then just shakes his head at him. I literally laughed out loud at this. Great segment with Dario totally trolling Cage throughout it. El Conjunto Nueva Ola is this week's musical act. Uh, Striker and Vampiro welcome us to the show and to the ring. In our opening match, Argenis versus Killshot. So, now Killshot has dog tags and an army camouflage jacket. So they're going all in on this uh, ex-military thing with him. Argenis is the Lucha Underground jobber. So Killshot is hitting all of his spots on him. Argenis tries to rally but eats a jumping knee which sends him to the outside. Killshot hits a spectacular backflip plancha over the top rope. Argenis does come back. He, hits, he does a uh, super Japanese arm drag and covers for two. Then we get a seemingly endless stream of bad military puns from Idiot Striker. God, he's the worst. Killshot then pushed Argenis away with the one-winged angel, uh, of course made famous by Kenny Omega. Two stars, a solid match. We see Black Lotus outside Dario's office when Dragon Azteca Jr. walks up. He chastises Lotus for working for Dario. Lotus feeds him some lie that she had to do it or she would have been killed. Dan says it was the monster that killed their master. Uh, she says they have to wait though and bide their time for now. Azteca leaves buying the BS that Black Lotus has fed him because of course, if you've been watching, we all know it was in fact Black Lotus who killed Dragon Azteca. We switch to Dario's office where he pours himself a drink. And we see he is joined by a young newcomer named Daga. 
Dario shows him the seven medallions from the Gift of the Gods belt. Daga, who seems to be a cocky little jerk, is fairly unimpressed by all this. Dario tells him for his debut he will compete for a medallion against Tejano. Uh, then we see my future wife, Melissa Santos, introducing that very match, Daga versus Tejano. We get a very fast-moving uh, display from both men. Daga is very sound in lucha style. Tejano uses some of his roughhouse style on Daga, but Daga counters with speed and a jump against Guri. A nice topic on heel from Daga. Daga starts to take control of the match on the outside, gets it back in the ring, continues the assault. He starts to show that cockiness. Tejano fights back. They trade a pair of big kicks. Tejano goes for a power bomb, but Daga rolls him up for two. Tejano comes back, though, and uh, he goes for the power bomb again. This time he connects, and it's one, two, three, and it's Tejano who gets the first medallion. Three stars. It was a very good match. Interested to see what they do with Daga going forth. I know he's uh, one of the big hot names in, in Mexico right now, which Dario mentions. So let's see uh, what they do with him here in Lucha Underground. We have a commercial break. We return and it's Mil Muertes in front of a bunch of prayer candles meditating. In walks Katrina. She says their disciples have gained entry into the trio's tournament. And they wish to beg his forgiveness. They appear and they genuflect before him. Mill tells him to rise and then Katrina dismisses him. Katrina assures him they will not fail again. And she says next week he will once again become the Lucha Underground Champion. But she warns him. But Tanza is unlike anyone he's fought before. He may be more devastating than the earthquake which created him. To this... Milmuertes lets out a mighty roar. <laughs> and uh, we go back to the ring. It's time, just like that, for the main event. Johnny Mundo, Taya, and Cage versus the team of Prince Puma, Dragon Azteca Jr., and Rey Mysterio Jr. Lots of action at the onset. But soon it kind of settles down with the team of Cage, Mundo, and Taya in control and wearing down Prince Puma. Lots of descent, as you would imagine, from Cage and his partners. Uh, Ray gets knocked off the apron to the floor at one point. Dragon Azteca gets the hot tag and does his best to run wild. Uh, they finally get Ray into the match to a nice pop from the crowd. Ray is taking on both Mundo and Taya and doing it pretty well. Sets them both up for the 619, but they jump out the ring to avoid it, only to get tagged with two spectacular dives. The first by Puma. And then one by Azteca Jr. Cage gets involved in the outside with them both though. In the ring, Ray rolls through a sunset flip from Johnny and nails a basement dropkick. He covers, but Taya breaks it up. And she and Johnny hit a magic killer on Ray. But Puma makes the save on that pin attempt. And then it just, as if this wasn't crazy already, it really gets crazy. Dragon Azteca does a super Frankenstein on Mundo while he's sitting on Puma's shoulders. While he's sitting on the top rope, Puma follows up a 450 splash. One, two, no! Johnny kicks out, cages in. Uh, he's laying waste to everyone, including Taya. And Johnny's back in. He tries to hit Puma with a springboard roundhouse kick. 
but he ducks and Johnny nails Cage with it instead. Cage is pissed. He drops Mundo with a discus lariat. Then Ray catches Cage with a moonsault. Then hits Mundo with the 619. Azteca hits this, I don't know, some sort of tilt-a-world DDT. Then Puma with the 630 senton as his partners take out Cage Attire on the floor. One, two, three. Wow, great match. Four stars. This was non-stop action. Uh, you have to think this team is winning this. This team of Puma, Azteca Jr., and... Rey Mysterio Jr. They they looked really good here. Some great stuff, and the credits roll as the crowd chants. That was awesome. Before we leave, though, we switch to the cell of Matanza, where Dario talks to him about next week's showdown with Mil Muertes. Dario tries to explain to Matanza why he keeps him in that cell. He says, "You have to keep your valuables locked up, so no one can steal them." Then says he wants him to bring death to the dead. And then it ends with Matanza violently shaking the cell bars. Uh, this was a great show. Uh, really nothing to complain about here. Even the tire wrestling men didn't really take any crazy shots. The show is great when they minimize the show's more silly storylines like they did this week. Lucha Underground really over the last... Um, I don't know, I guess the last six, seven episodes has really stepped up again. Back to where it was last year. I'm so happy about that. And no no way to uh, not realize also that the return of Dario has a lot to do with that. And uh, next week, next week we get Matanza versus Mill. Wow, and that's episode, what, uh, two, 213 it'll be? Much quicker than I thought we'd see that. Interested to see how that goes. Alright, let's move on to this amazing New Japan Pro Wrestling show, Invasion Attack. This took place on April 10th, 2016. And let's get right into this. Uh, the opening match, Yujiro Takahashi and Balak Fale of the Bullet Club take on Rutsuki Taguchi and Juice Robinson. Bullet Club as usual attack before the bell. Juice does rally with all his histrionics. But Fale cuts him off. Fale hits a grenade. But Taguchi breaks up the ensuing cover. But Fale comes back, hits a spear on uh, Juice. Then a bad luck fall and pins him after all. Two stars. It was okay. It really seemed like a match just to showcase Fale. Our next match. Uh, Six-man action as the team of Toroyano, Kazushi Sakuraba, and Yoshihashi. All of Chaos team up to face Yuji Nagata, Juice Thunder Liger, and Shatoshi Kojima. Uh, Yano does his usual antics and gets his team in control. Uh, they get the heat on Liger for a good bit. Liger does tie in Kojima and uh, he goes at it with Saku. Then Yuji gets a hot tag and does very well with some stiff kicks on everyone. The end comes when Yoshihashi runs into a padless turnbuckle. And Yuji gets him with the backdrop suplex cradle. Two and a half stars. It was a pretty fun match. You know, if you're going to pick three guys of the, they're calling them the third generation. I think it's what they're calling them now. This stable of the, the veterans stable, I call it. These are definitely the best three workers in that uh, group. So, you know, no Nakanishi and no Tenzen, who we will see later on. 
So this fact was actually pretty fun, and I enjoyed it. You're gonna we're gonna talk more about Yuji Nagata in a little while. Our next match: Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroki Goto versus Bushi and Evil. It's my first time seeing Goto as a member of Chaos. Seems like he's trimmed down a little. Los Ingobernables de Japón. We're just going to call him L.I.J. for short. Uh, L.I.J. has Ishii down, and they're really wearing him down. Uh, the fans really seem to like Evil. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, as we're going to go on through the show, this is a very pro-L.I.J. crowd. They do not seem to like Goto at all. Goto does get a tag and completely takes Evil apart as the crowd boos him. Goto and Evil have a great sequence, plastering each other with lariats. Bushi catches Ishii with a missile dropkick. Really nice spot there. Um, there's a powerbomb by Ishii, but Bushi kicks out of that. But it ends when Goto hits Bushi with the over-the-knee neckbreaker, and then Ishii hits the sliding lariat. Three and a half stars. This was an excellent match. Evil has really stepped up his game the last few shows. I like how Goto worked here. A lot less methodical. Definitely, they changed his style up a little as he joins um, Chaos, and I kind of like it. Uh, I can see this being a team to go for tag belts at some point. I kind of like this team of Goto and Ishii. After, Goto and Evil are still going at it. Um, definitely looks like they're setting up for a one-on-one match between the two of them. Then we get Ricochet and Matt Seidel. Defending the IWGP Junior Tag Team Titles versus Rapongi Vice. Something which I didn't even know. I was watching the English version of this, by the way, with Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino. Steve Carino was great, by the way, calling this. And um, Carino happened to mention, as I didn't catch, that Rapongi Vice won these titles at last year's Invasion Attack. So that's an interesting little tidbit there. Coming into the ring, Beretta's ribs are uh, taped up. They talked about the, he, he's injured, uh, has some loose cartilage or something. Uh, never heard of that injury. Sounds painful. As for the match, this is a really fun, action-packed match. Everyone getting their spots in. Eventually, Rapungi Vice gets Seidel down and starts working him over. But the champs, they turn the tide and get a couple of near falls themselves. Then we get all four men in the ring. Um, they're hitting each other pretty much with everything they got. Ricochet does his Northern Light suplex into a vertical suplex that he uses when he's performing his Prince Puma. Uh, Beretta comes off the top rope, but is caught with a spin kick by Matt Seidel. Ricochet hits the 450 splash. Seidel covers. One, two, no. Seidel uh, then goes up for the shooting star press. He misses. Trent hits the belly of the back driver, and it's one, two, no! Seidel kicks out. This has really been good. Now, Rocky and Ricochet just start beating the hell out of each other. Rocky goes for a super Frankensteiner, but Ricochet lands on his feet. He hits the ropes, but is met with a pair of jumping knee strikes from a, from a punky vice. Rocky dives out on Matt Seidel. Then, the punky vice hits strong zero. One, two, three. New champions. What a match. I gave this four stars. Um, I was kind of wishing for a longer reign for Seidel and Ricochet, but that was just one hell of a bout. Um, I have mentioned before, Rapongi Vice, I wasn't too big on them in the beginning. 
Um, but as time is going on, they have really, their teamwork is top notch. They work really great together and their matches are showing it. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm not terribly upset that they won the titles here. Great, great match. Everybody really performed well here. Get our next match and it's Kushida versus Will Ospreay. And this is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. This is Will Ospreay's debut. And this is the one match I was waiting for in this card. Ospreay is, by the way, a member of Chaos as well. Jeez, that stable is incredible. Man, this guy is good. Four minutes in and I was already impressed with him. Uh, but Kushida kicks his arm out during a handstand maneuver. And that becomes the focus of this match. Uh, Osprey does come back with some innovative offense, then does a springboard drop kick, standing corkscrew moonsault by Will for a near fall. Uh, Osprey goes for a rainmaker, but Kushida counters into a Kimura, which he calls the hoverboard lock. Uh, Will does get the rope break, but the momentum has swung again hard to the side of the champion. Uh, we then get like a pier six brawl, punches, forearms, elbows, kicks. They're just trading everything. Osprey gets Kushida down and hits a standing Spanish fly by Osprey. One, two, no. Osprey drops Kushida with a drop kick, goes up, launches into a corkscrew shooting star, but Kushida got the knees up and he craters on one, two, no. Osprey kicks out. This is crazy. Osprey tried to counter an arm breaker to a fireman's carry maneuver. But it's countered into the hoverboard lock. Osprey almost gets to the ropes, but Kushida rolls him back into the middle. And Will finally taps. Hot damn, what a fantastic match. Four and a half stars. This kid Osprey is the goods. Kushida, as you guys know, I'm a huge fan of. I can't wait to see these guys go at it again. What a match. Osprey, man, you guys got to see this match. This is a match you must see. And check out Osprey. Um, check out his match from WrestleMania weekend that he had with Ricochet 2, which was freaking amazing. Uh, this kid Osprey is the future of this sport. Man, what, what a wrestler he is. Um, after the match, Jushin Thunder Liger appears, steps into the ring to challenge Kushida, and Kushida accepts. So I guess on our next big show, Liger is again this uh, veteran movement, <laughs> if you will. Continues as Liger now will get a shot at Kushida. Our next match is for the IWGP Never Openweight Six Man Championship. And the champions, Kenny Omega and Young Bucks, collectively known as the Elite, defend against Hiroshi Tanahashi, Michael Elgin, and Yoshi Tatsu, formerly of WWE. So it kind of seems the elite faction has returned to the Bullet Club because they entered with the Bullet Club music. Omega was wearing his Bullet Club jacket again. And I'm happy to see this. Um, I wasn't happy about seeing the elite kind of split off on their own. At one point in the show, Carino says they're kind of becoming a little cliquish, which we'll talk about a little later with the other members of the Bullet Club. But still, they're all under the Bullet Club banner, and I like that. Also, this marks the return of Yoshitatsu to the ring. In almost two years, after being severely injured from a Styles Clash, uh, many people thought, and they're not just saying this for, you know, 
the hype for the show. It was thought by many Yoshitatsu would never again return to a ring. So this was a, a very big and emotional moment. The match starts as you would expect with Buddha Club attacking for the bell. Omega quickly looks to give Yoshi a Styles Clash which the crowd completely gasped at. Uh, Yoshi does get out of it though. The challengers come back um, behind some great feats of strength from Big Mike. The Elite decide to take off. They've had enough but they are chased down. We have a brawl kind of like in the, I guess, what you would call it. Like the little entranceway, I guess, concession areas or whatever. And they're all fighting there along with Cody Hall is getting involved. Total mayhem. And then out of nowhere, we get from up top a swanton dive from Nick Jackson. Who dies from the upper level. He comes down on everybody and Cody uh, somehow gets injured. Might have been his neck. I'm not really sure why it happened. But Cody was down. He was definitely hurt. I have not gotten word of how bad his injury is. But he was hurt by this blow. Um, being that he was the tallest man, I think he kind of took the brunt of this. And uh, hopefully he's alright. I kind of like Cody. Um, very green, but I see a lot of promise in him. So I'm hoping he's okay. We then get some other crazy spots. We get super kicks and the trash can covered heads. Finally, we get back to a standard tag match with Tanahashi getting beaten on. He finally does make the hot tag to Yoshitatsu, who hits a few hard kicks on Matt Jackson. Then Kenny comes in and sprays everyone's eyes with the cold spray that you might see in Japan that they use on matches, um, after matches on guys' necks and stuff. Or other parts of the body that might be hurt, they spray this cold spray on them. Well, Kenny got a hold of one of the cans and spraying in everybody's eyes. And now it's just three on one uh, against poor Yoshi, who is taking a beating from all three guys. Uh, he eats a super, a, a triple super kick. Omega goes for the Styles Clash again, but Tanahashi and Elgin run in with the cold spray and spray the eyes of the champions. Tatsu rolls up Omega for two. And now it gets really crazy. They start the, the Bucks now want to go for an Indie Taker. On Yoshitatsu, but Elgin catches Nick. El Elgin bomb bombs him over the top rope onto Kenny on the floor. Then a Super Falcon arrow by Mike to Nick Jackson, but Kenny brings up the cover. Super Elgin bomb from the top on Nick. Poor Nick, man, he was just taking bumps everywhere. One, two, three, and that's it. We have new champions, three and a half stars. This was an outstanding match. Yoshitatsu looked a little rusty, but that's got to be expected. What a performance from Elgin, and of course the Young Bucks are simply incredible. Man, this show has been fantastic up to this point, and we still have three more title matches to go. After the match, Omega and Elgin get in each other's faces as Elgin tells them he wants the Intercontinental Championship. Then as Tanahashi does his victory lap, he's attacked. By a truly rejuvenated uh, bad luck Fale. Fale throws him in the ring. Hits him with the grenade. Fale looking trimmer um, in the ring. And I'm thinking we could see a reemergence of his push here in New Japan. You know, they, they've lost some guys. And they need to push some guys. And I think Fale's a guy, you know. I thought he really. And being honest, he ate himself out of his push. I mean, he just got so big and so you know, lumbering, and he wasn't having good matches anymore. But he looks like he may have dropped 
you know, a good 25 pounds here, maybe more. If that's the case, he could get back a little bit more to where he had his push before, uh, when I believe he, I believe he was Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I'm trying to remember the belt he held. I think that was it. If he could get back to that point, no, he could be a, a player here again. Uh, he's a big, powerful man, but, you know, in New Japan style, those big, you know, guys that can't move, that don't work here. We'll go to our next match, and it's for the Never Openweight Championship, and it's the champion, Katsuyori Shibata, defending against Hiroyoshi Tenzan. Um, Pre-match hype video we get, and it's playing up Tenzan's, that this is kind of his last shot of glory, you know, he's part of this third generation, you know, now he's 45 years old, doesn't have many more championship matches left in him, and so, you know, that's what they're playing. And as always with this title, this match is brutally stiff. Uh, at one point, Tenzan hits a headbutt to Shibata that just makes you wince. We get a powerbomb by the champion, but it only gets a one count. We get another cringeworthy headbutt. Tenzan then applies a Cobra Clutch, seated Cobra Clutch. Shibata does get out and nails a scoop tombstone, which is kind of Tenzan's move. Two count from him on that. Then he throws him into the rear naked choke and chokes him out, hits the penalty kick, and it's one, two, three, two and a half stars. It was an okay match. I never really felt Tenzan had a shot here. And I've been kind of honest that I'm not very fond of Tenzan's work as of late. He actually was not terrible here. He was better here than I've seen him in a lot of other stuff. Uh, but again, I just never got that vibe like that Shibata was any in any real danger. After the match, this douche Shibata, as you guys know, I do not like Shibata, he gives a bow to the fallen Tenzan, and then kicks Yuji Nagata, who was seconding him, right in the head. They square off, uh, but no punches are thrown. But you can see this is where it's going. Is uh, The next challenger is going to be Yuji, and I personally hope Yuji kicks this guy's ass. Then we get Tomoaki Hanma and Togi Makabe, collectively known as Great Bash Heel, as they defend the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles against the newly formed team of Tamatanga and Tangaroa, known as the Gorillas of Destiny. Kind of like that name. And, of course, you know, I've always been a fan of Tamatanga. And I liked his brother, Donnie Farlow, in FCW years ago. I really thought he got a chance to do much as Camacho, and I didn't see him in TNA, so I'm not sure what he was doing there. But in this match, um, he's a little bit different working than Tama. Tama's definitely the speed, the Jody Moore guy. Tango was the power. He's the bigger guy and more of a strength guy. The match was kind of slow going on the early end, but the action does begin to pick up. Togi hits a Northern Light Suplex for two. Then Makabe goes to the King Kong knee drop, but he misses. Tama gets a near fall after hitting Hanma with a flapjack. The champs do regain the advantage. They go for the Kokechi device, but Tangaroa knocks Hanma from the top rope. We get a spine buster by Roa on uh, Hanma, but Makabe, I should say, breaks up the cover. Double Lariat for Makabe. Everyone is down now. Hanma then no-sells 
and Kokechi, uh, I'm sorry, he no-sells a German suplex, then hits a torpedo Kokechi, then hits a torpedo Kokechi from the top rope on Tamatanga, goes up again, top rope Kokechi, misses. Everyone starts to fight in the ring now. The Gorillas hit an assisted reverse DDT on Hama. One, two, no. Then an assisted DDT. One, two, three. Once again, new champions crowned. This time it's the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, what started slow ended pretty damn well. Uh, three stars of the match. I'm so happy with Tamatanga. Like I said, I'm a big fan of Tamatanga. So I'm glad he got those belts. Hopefully he's going to keep them for more than four days or whatever they held the six-man belts for. It's a good match. For what it was, it was a good match. It all started out strong. I still need to see a little more for Tangaroa. I didn't think, I thought Tama could uh, really kind of carry this match a little bit. But it was his first time here and what have you. So I'm interested to see a little more as they go forward how well Tangaroa works with this team. But yes, uh, the Bullet Club. They never seem to stay without belts, do they? Although Kenny does have the IC belt, now they have the tag team titles. But the club always seems to have belts. Now it's time for our main event. Speaking of belts, this one is for the big belt. The biggest belt in New Japan, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And our champion, Kazusuka Okada versus Tetsuya Naito. Of course, Naito, the leader of LIJ. And he is accompanied by members Evil and Bushi. Of course, we get Gato is there with Okada. Naito uses his tactics early on, but Okada's kind of ready for it. Uh, but a trip up by Bushi gives Naito the advantage. Then the challenger attacks Gato. And uh, he throws him into the ring and starts assaulting him. But this is happening. Evil is attacking Okada with a chair. Uh, Naito is in total control here for a while, but Okada tries to rally. Uh, he catches the challenger with a huge boot to the face that turns Naito inside out. Then, Okada sends all three members of LIJ into the front row, walks away, and then charges, hitting a flying crossbody over the railing on all three men. Back in the ring, Naito uh, does able to hit a neckbreaker, then a tornado DDT. Okada comes back, he applies red ink on Naito. Um, looks like Naito may tap, but Evil gets on the apron. Okada releases the hold to knock Evil down off the apron. Bushi gets on the apron on the other side, but Gato knocks him off. But with all this confusion, Naito kicks Okada low and applies a modified Koji clutch. Just when it looks like Okada's passed out, he reaches out his leg to the ropes and we get a rope break. Uh, the fans really thought uh, that was it. I almost thought it was it too. We get a top rope Frankensteiner for a near fall from Naito. But Okada counters the Destino into his reverse neck breaker. Then a fantastic shotgun drop kick from the champ. Naito takes a hard bump from it. Uh, Naito goes to the top, hits a missile drop kick, covers for two. Goes up again, hits the top rope elbow, and then strikes the Rainmaker pose. But the Rainmaker is ducked, and Naito shoves red shoes into an elbow shot from Okada. Now, LIJ immediately run in the ring and attack. 
Why the hell is in chaos out here? Okada does, though, fight them off. Hits Naito with his pat and a drop kick. Then hits a tombstone when someone wearing black with a mask enters the ring behind him. He grabs Okada, gives him a TKO, then slowly amasses himself to reveal that he is Saya Sanada, or the Great Sanada for TNA fans, if there are any of you left. He then hits Okada with a moonsault and leaves the ring. Uh, we can see outside the ring he's wearing an LIJ shirt. Naito looks to finish him off with a Destino, but it's reversed into a German suplex. Okada holds on, goes to the Rainmaker, but is countered into the Destino. One, two, three. We have, yes, another new champion. How many title changes? That four today? Uh, incredible. Three and a half stars. It was good, but just way too much interference. And I just don't like that in a New Japan main event. It's too WWE for me. Still, great performance by both guys. Uh, after the match, even when Bushi take out Gato. Then Sonata puts Ogata on a modified dragon sleeper. Now here comes Chaos. A little late, guys. Sheesh. Ishii gets into Naito's face as they help Okada out. And so I guess we know who's going to be the first challenger for Naito. After them, uh, Red Shoes goes to hand the belt to Naito and he's attacked. Naito cuts a promo. Then looks at the belt and tosses it away like trash. And that's the show. What a show it was. One of the best cards from top to bottom I have ever seen. I'm not overly thrilled with this Naito angle with the whole disrespect thing. I mean, I guess it's it's not working because he's not getting heat. If we're getting heat, I probably would like it more. But people were cheering him, and I just don't like that. But that's today's society. You know, today's society loves the, the, the jerk. The jerk is what's cool. The, you know, the a-ho is the one that everybody roots for. And that's what Naito is, and that's who, at least in this crowd, that's what everybody was rooting for. But, I mean, he is a great worker. Can't can't deny that. And uh, I think the word of New Japan Pro Wrestling's downfall was greatly exaggerated watching this show. So, just these guys really brought it. And uh, that's our show. I don't know <laughs> what the word is for our show, but I hope it's good. And um, I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening. And we'll be back. We'll be back next week with another episode of uh, Lucha Underground. And until that time, bye-bye.